Good morning, East Point. Happy Mother's Day. Well, this is our third pandemic service uh, where we've uh, tried to learn how to come together um, while we're at our own houses and uh, worship God. And today's a very special day, very special day uh, for everyone to celebrate um, their moms, the women that have really uh, poured into their lives. And it's a great day to be alive and free. And so as we always do at East Point, uh, we start off with praises uh, that we've had during the week. So uh, you can go ahead and start to type those praises in. Uh, we'll share them with one another. But uh, of course, mine, are, are, if you know me, they're pretty easy to guess uh, where my praises uh, are going to come from. It's been this whole Underwood deal. Uh, as I've been delivering out in the community, delivering food to people, I run across a lot of needy people more than I have, uh, you know, in, in normal times. And uh, I've been able to share the McDonald's cards with people and do what Bill did, you know. And uh, the interesting thing is, uh, it's just brought me so much pleasure, just so much joy to be able to help somebody in a small way. I think of the one guy... Uh, um, I just felt like he needed two McDonald's cards. I double underwooded him. It was very late at night. It was at McDonald's around midnight. He was by himself. Uh, it was cold. He, he had a bike. And, and when I gave him that, uh, he, he was just, you've made my night. You just don't understand. I'm going to get coffee now and, uh, I'm going to be okay, but you made my night. And, uh, just, uh, just had so much fun with that. The little kids that I met that asked me for pizza and then asked me, can I have a dollar? And then I opened my wallet up and the girl goes, oh, can I have 20? <laughs> it was so fun. They were so cute. I gave them five bucks and a water a piece and said, you know, hey, uh, you know, spend it on each other. And uh, But that's just been amazing for me. And I look forward to the day. Uh, where we can together go out and uh, do this thing. And maybe, who knows, maybe it'll go viral. Let's come together uh, before the Lord and pray. Lord God, uh, we do thank you for uh, this day. Uh, it's a gift from you. It's an opportunity to engage, to love, uh, to grow closer to you. Lord, I do pray for our communities, the health professionals, governors, presidents, the leaders of our uh, nation, our state, and our counties, Lord, that you give them wisdom, and that, Lord, you would keep us smart and safe during this time, Lord, as we try to be wise, as we try to listen to professionals, Lord, uh, keep us safe, help our economy to grow. Lord, uh, I think uh, right now I'm thinking about the people who need jobs right now. I'm thinking of my brother-in-law, uh, who uh, lost his job, that you would open the doors for him to walk into employment, maybe even in Central Florida. That would be great. Um, pray for uh, Michael. Uh, pray that you would uh, move and, uh, you know, open up uh, just not an ordinary job, but a great job so he could be able to support himself and take next steps in his life. Uh, Lord, I do uh, want to pray for Jessica, uh, who's battling cancer. Just pray, Lord Jesus, that you would touch her give the doctors wisdom. Lord, uh, we're praying for um, Kevin Charrington's father, Mr. Charrington. Lord, just a touch from God right now. Uh, pray healing touch on him from the top of his head to the, his bottom of his feet. Lord Jesus, give the doctors wisdom. Um, I'm forgetting somebody I always do. Sarah. Uh, Sarah, Lord, her continued recovery. 
Lord Jesus, we just pray that you would be with her. Lord, we pray for all these people that the, uh, um, that um, your presence would be with these people, that they would know they're not alone, but that you're with them. They would feel and experience your love. And uh, friend of the Dishmans, uh, April, is having some uh, health issues as well. And many people are having health issues, Lord. We pray just a, a healing prayer over them. You are a God, uh, you are uh, Jehovah Rapha, God the healer that heals us, Lord Jesus. And we pray that you would touch us with your healing hand. Also pray for any anxiety and stress families may be experiencing during this time, Lord. Um, let us grow and let us learn and become more mature human beings as a result of this pandemic. And Lord, let us come together uh, and uh, make you proud. And we pray all this in Christ's name, amen. Well, you know, uh, during this Mother's Day thing, uh, I really thought about Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill was an amazing leader. In fact, there's a movie called The Darkest Hour that talks about Winston Churchill, the, the amazing things that he had to do in World War II. And, you know, during World War II, when Germany was just taking over Europe and England had been decimated, Winston Churchill found himself in a position where he would have to... Uh, surrender, negotiate with Adolf Hitler. And you may say, well, who negotiates with Adolf Hitler? Well, in Europe in that time, everybody did who got invaded. I mean, they came, they took over, and then you negotiated the terms of surrender. And Winston Churchill found himself in this position where he really had no choice. England had been decimated. But he found the courage and the strength. He said, I cannot allow, I cannot surrender to this tyrant. I cannot give up. He was such a strong, powerful leader uh, that he gathered the Western forces together and overcame the forces of evil, never surrendered, never gave in, but really rallied the Western troops to overcome um, Germany during World War II. And there are many feats that Winston Churchill had. I mean, Winston Churchill uh, won a Nobel Prize in literature. He's a great writer, just an amazing leader. But when asked what his greatest accomplishment in life was, this is his reply. And I quote, my most brilliant accomplishment was persuading my wife to marry me. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and he meant it with all his heart. He said, hey, my wife, that's the greatest thing I ever did. Later in life, he was, he was asked, you know, if you passed away, who would you want to come back as? You could come back as anyone. And he said, oh, my, my wife's second husband. That's who I'd want to come back as. The point is that he saw that his greatest accomplishment was, his, was getting his wife to be his partner. That, this, that his greatest strength really was his wife who was there for him, who helped him process things and make decisions. And on this day, when we're celebrating women and mothers um, I want to spend a little bit of time uh, talking about uh, women and, in particular, um, a very misunderstood proverb, Proverbs 31. But, you know, in the history of mankind, if you think about it, uh, women have really gotten the short end of the stick throughout history. They just have. Um, yet life itself would not be possible without women. And I know what you're thinking. You know, some, somebody's thinking, well, life couldn't exist 
without men either. Well, you're correct, but think about this, and I don't mean to be weird or anything, but how long does a man have to be involved in a relationship to form a life? Not long, seconds. How long does a woman have to be involved in order for a child to, to come along? Well, you've got the nine months of pregnancy, and then, you know, after that, you know, you have to nurture and care for that child and grow that child. If we're honest, um, women are critical uh, for any child to have any chance in this world. You need the comfort. And so what I want to do this morning is look at a beautiful yet complicated and misunderstood uh, chapter in the Bible, and that's Proverbs uh, 31. Um, raise your hand if you're a woman, because I can see you through Facebook Live. I can. They have a little app we've put on there. Raise your hand if you're a woman, and you know about that chapter, and it's bothered you before. Oh, wow. There's a lot of hands going up. Yeah. I, you know, I found out that uh, a lot of pastors preach on uh, Proverbs 31, and, uh, and it upsets women because what they do is they look at Proverbs 31, which is not a proverb written by Solomon. This was actually, we're not sure who exactly wrote it, but uh, we believe it was, uh, it, it's definitely the words of a king's mom. His mom giving him advice. And there's really three rules that I want you to carry with you um, to understand this proverb. And remember, as we've taught, when we look at the Old Testament, we always want to view it through the redeeming lens of the cross and Christ and his work. But there's a couple things that I want you to know about Proverbs 31. Number one, this is actually a Hebrew poem. It's not a list of you got to do this and do that and do that. You see, for, for centuries, women have taken Proverbs 31 and said, wow, this is the Proverbs 31 woman. You've probably heard of that. And that if you go through the list, if any woman goes through the list and says, hey, am I doing all these things at any one point in their life? The answer would be no way. Nobody could do all those things at one time. This is a woman, this is a whole lifetime of, of events. And it's highlights. And it's a poem that is actually an acrostic. The first letter of each word in Hebrew starts with the first letter of the alphabet and it goes A through Z. So it's a poem. You got to understand that. Secondly, Proverbs 31, the target audience is men. It is King Lemuel's mom talking to him about the man he needs to be and then the woman he needs to find. And thirdly, it celebrates valor in women. Um, it, it, a lot of people say it's a virtuous woman. That's one of the words that's translated virtuous. Uh, it can be translated different ways, but what it means really, uh, does it mean you have great moral character? It means that, but it means strength, that the woman is strong to take on all that life can throw at her and still nurture the family and the children and the husband and everyone to care for. You know, as you go through this, maybe you think of a woman, maybe you want to comment on the comments about that woman, but I think of my mother-in-law, I think of my wife, but, uh, but this beautiful Hebraic poem celebrates this unique strength and uh, courage that women are gifted with. So uh, remember, as, you go, as we go through this and look at these verses, these are the highlights of an entire life well-lived. And in between those acrostics of these highlights of all these great things that this woman has done, 
Know this too. There were probably in between those highlights, there were certainly uh, things that would be uh, trials and tribulations, even failure. See, you have to learn from your trials and tribulations to be able to hit these high points. Uh, without them, she surely would never have been able to learn them enough to accomplish such great feats. And these are the things that can happen when a woman embraces her unique strength from God. And uh, if, again, if any woman takes this as a list, a checklist, you're gonna fall short every time and you're gonna get depressed. But this is, I believe, this is Lemuel's mom telling him, this is how you have to act and this is the kind of woman you wanna marry. And I believe, I'm not sure about this, the Bible doesn't say this, but I believe that his mom is reflecting on her own life. So let's go ahead and dive in and see what it says, Proverbs 31. And as I said, comment about your mothers as you see a character trait of a mom, a stepmom, a mentor or aunt uh, in your life. Proverbs 31. The sayings of, Kim, of King Lemuel contain this message, which his mother taught him. And she says, Oh, my son, oh, son of my womb, oh, son of my vows. She's talking to her son. And she says, you know, I carried you. You came out of my womb. You're my son. There were many vows involved in your life coming about into creation. And then she goes on in verse three. She gives him just a couple bits of advice. Now, understand she he's going to be a king. So she's giving a leader some advice of how to live his life. Verse three, she says, do not waste your strength on women on those who ruin kings. Now, that could be misinterpreted. When it says women, that's plural. What mama's saying here is, don't run after all these women. Don't waste your strength, your time, your energy, your life chasing a bunch of women. But she is gonna say in a minute, you need a woman. Just don't chase after women. And then she says, it is not for kings, O Lemuel, to guzzle wine. Rulers should not crave alcohol. In other words, be careful about the chasing a bunch of women and be careful about the alcohol. Both can ruin your life. She says, verse five, for if they drink, they may forget the law and not give justice to the oppressed. They may forget things. They may not think about the oppressed. She goes on to say, alcohol is for the dying and wine for those in bitter distress. Let them for drink to forget their poverty and remember their troubles no more. And uh, basically, it has a use. Alcohol has uses, but you know, she's, she's like, don't depend on that. There's something more important for you to depend on, uh, my son. And then uh, she goes into this. I love this part, verse eight. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. In other words, you're gonna be this king. You're gonna have the ability to do all kinds of things, but I want you to think about the little guy who needs justice. Verse nine, yes, speak up for the poor and helpless. See that they get justice. Now that one reminded me of Bill, you know, uh, because uh, he just did that. He was always thinking of the poor and the helpless. And then there's a turn where she goes from giving her son advice about he, how he should live. In other words, get yourself right. And then this is the type of woman that you want to partner with. And uh, it's a wife of noble character, it's been called before. Verses 10 uh, throughout the rest of the cha chapter. And it's almost like his mom saying, I raised you. I gave you all these things. Now, 
I'm, you're at a point in your life where I'm going to be letting go of you, but you're still going to need a woman. You're still going to need a woman. And all great leaders, if you look in the history of the world, all great leaders had what behind them to support them? A great woman in the background to support them and help them. You look at Abraham Lincoln. You know, you look at Winston Churchill's. You look at all the great leaders throughout time. I think of the great pastor's wives that do so much no one sees. You know, uh, it's just, it's so necessary in order to really hit high marks in your career, in your life. Now, there may be somebody single going, oh, wow, what is he saying? Am I doomed? No, some people are called to singleness, and that's a great season of life. Uh, but most of the guys like me who can't find their shoes, we need a little help. And she goes on to say this, who can find a virtuous and capable wife? Who can? She is more precious than rubies. She's like, son, if you can find a good wife, this is more than any wealth. This is more important. It's more valuable than gold, rubies, or any of that stuff. Watch this. Verse 11 is huge. Her husband can trust her. And she will greatly enrich his life. Greatly enrich his life. Don't overlook that. And the fact that he can trust her. It's very important in relationships to have trust. You know, one of the most important words in relationships is respect. Another one is communication. Another one is trust. Without trust, you can't build on that relationship. She goes on to say she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. In other words, she works hard. You know, do you know that for women and for wives, it's hard work to be a woman. It's hard work to be a wife. Uh, and she's making uh, clothes for the family and taking care of the family. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. And basically she's saying, hey, a wife is going to go to market. She's going to pick out the food. She's going to bring food to you. She's going to prepare it for you. Check this out. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household. I imagine she's describing a, a wife uh, during the season of life where she has children. She says, and plan the day's work for the servant girls. This is a wealthy family, so, you know, there's, she has to manage the household and the people that work there. Check this out. This is probably, this is why you can't use this as a list to say, am I doing all these things at once? No one can do all these things at once at any one point of their life. Maybe this is when she gets a little older, the kids are out, a little bit older. Verse 16, she goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. In other words, she can bring great value to the business side of things with your family, with your business. How many business owners have been successful especially small business owners. And the reason they're so successful is because their wife is right beside them working the whole time. It's amazing. Verse 17, she is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes her dealing, she makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late in the night. In other words, she doesn't just do business. She's successful at it. And how is she successful? Her lamp burns late in the night. She works hard, okay? Verse 19, her hands are busy spinning thread. Her fingers twisting fiber. She's still making those clothes. 
She extends, I love this. This is so important. This is a wealthy woman we're reading about. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She doesn't just think of her family. She takes care of her family, but she's also looking out for those who are needy. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. In other words, she thinks ahead. She's not just some woman sitting around watching, eating bonbons, watching soap operas. She's like, wow, winter's coming. I better prepare. I have to prepare clothes for my family, perhaps wood, other things that have to be done to prepare for the winter, depending on where you live. Um, they have warm clothes. Verse 22, she makes her own bed spreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. In other words, she has, she has money. She has things that she could buy. She's a woman of great means, but you know what? She's still making her own clothes. You know why? Because she's smart. She's thrifty. She manages her, her, her household well. Her husband is well-known at the city gates where he sits with other civic leaders. Anytime in the Bible where you see the city gates, the city gates were the place where all the uh, leaders, maybe the politicians would meet, declarations would be made, uh, government meetings would take place at the city gates. It's where all the real business of governing the culture would take place. And right here, uh, his mom is telling him, hey, if you have a good wife, you're gonna be recognized in the community. People are gonna respect you because of your wife. Very, very, very true. Verse 24, she makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. She's not only making clothes for her household, but she's also making money off of it, um, selling it. She is clothed. I love this verse. Check this out. Verse 25, my favorite verse of this whole uh, chapter. She is clothed with strength and dignity. Watch this. And she laughs without fear of the future. Do you know what that means? Listen, that means she, life, she's been through a lot and she is a strong woman. She's been through a lot and you know what? The future, although it's unknown, <laughs> she laughs at it. She's like, bring it, you know? I was talking to one lady and I said, are you worried about COVID-19? She goes, she's an older woman. She goes, young man, I had a bunch of kids. She goes, you ever had a kid? I'm like, no. She goes, let me tell you, once you have a couple kids, you're not too worried about COVID-19. You know what I mean? I mean, this woman's been through a lot and she is, she's clothed with strength and dignity. And you know what? She's not worried about the future. We're going to find out in a minute why she's not worried about the future. But you know what? She just prepares and she's just ready. Watch this, verse 26. When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. And then she goes on to say this. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. There's that fear of the Lord thing we, we've just been recently studying on. She says, charm is deceptive. Some women are all about charming other people. 
And beauty does not last. And I imagine at this point, this is the woman becoming older in her life. And you know, if you rest all your hope on the way that you look, I mean, it's gonna go away, you're gonna lose it. And right here, uh, the Bible's teaching us that a woman is worth so much more than just looks. Uh, when they're young, yes, they have the good looks, but you know what? Uh, as they get older, they're still beautiful. They're clothed with, with strength and dignity. And then in verse 31, it says, reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. I'm basically saying, you know, the things that she'll do, a good woman, a virtuous woman, it, 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 people will just go, wow, what a life well lived, you know? I think it's time now for uh, us as a congregation uh, to put what we've learned today into action. And uh, I would like you to celebrate a mom. And for some of us, perhaps our moms are with the Lord now. And sometimes maybe this could even be a tough day for many of us. I want you to know that you're not alone, that God loves you, and that maybe you can remember something great uh, that your mom did and maybe post that on Facebook or share that with friends and the family. If you're able to call your mom, call her. Um, if you're able to call someone who is significant, a significant woman in your life, do that today and, and let's celebrate uh, Mother's Day together. And um, what, what, what could be better? I don't know, Father's Day? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, we're not there yet. But hey, love you, East Point. Uh, this has been just a great journey. Uh, one of the things that I love about uh, that Proverbs 31 is, is that she did not fear the future. And we, as we face uh, coming out and going out and, and Florida's reopening, uh, will we fear the pandemic? We will be like the Proverbs 31 wife. All of us, husbands too, we will not fear the future because we will trust in God. We, will, we have the fear of the Lord. We don't have to fear anything else because he's the only one who determines our eternal destiny. God bless you, East Point. Uh, I'm gonna say a quick prayer and uh, then let's just enjoy the rest of this day. Uh, Father, I do thank you for my mother who uh, carried me, who gave birth to me, who uh, nurtured me as a child and sent me out into the world as an adult. Uh, Lord, I thank you for all the mothers, Lord, that we have. A life itself, you preordained that life itself would be impossible without mothers. We all need our mothers, Lord, and we celebrate them this day. We thank you for them. And uh, Lord, as we celebrate our mothers, uh, help us to become more like you, Jesus. Uh, and in fact, in Proverbs 31, this woman throughout her life, as she's, as she's fearing the Lord, she's becoming more and more like Jesus. And that's the that's the cross insight that we get from this. He's working on her. She's growing stronger. Her faith is growing and her character. And she's becoming a more complete, mature woman. Help all of us to become more and complete men and women. And uh, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, go out and celebrate a mom today. Love you, East Point. Till the next time we meet, God bless.